welcome to the Leader Unlocked podcast brought to you by Whistleblast, where we chat with the leaders of today on how we can inspire and empower the leaders of the future. My name is Paige Buon and I am your host. Our guest for this episode has over two decades worth of experience in the corporate world. Today I'm joined by Rocky Teodoro, leadership consultant and resource speaker, and is also the founder of Leading is Being, a leadership development and emotional intelligence training company. He is a resource speaker for business writing, financial news writing, and emotional intelligence workshops. And he's also a GINA certified emotional intelligence practitioner. I'm really excited to have this first episode with Rocky as we go back to the basics and talk about emotional intelligence and leadership, developing the skills for success. Welcome to Leader Unlocked, Rocky. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me here. It's my honor to be a guest on your show. We're so excited to get this started, for sure. I really think that there are so many leaders out there that just don't have that platform to engage and inspire the current workforce and the incoming workforce. So I think this discussion and what you have to share with us today is really important. You're also a resource speaker for business writing and financial news writing workshops. Can you tell me more about these initiatives? And more importantly, what's your motivation for doing this? Why do you have to create these initiatives? Yeah, all of these workshops, critical thinking, business writing, financial news, and of course, emotional intelligence, all of these are targeted to help employees improve their skills and enable them to climb up the ladder as well as better perform in their roles. So these initiatives are geared towards the company's pillar of empowering people. So everything starts with the people in our organizations. Without an engaged and empowered team, you will not be able to accomplish much. Mm -hmm. I'll talk about iLead, which you joined. So iLead is a leadership development program that I envisioned and executed for the Manila office way back in 2016. So this was a time when we were hiring a lot of people, which entailed having more managers to lead teams. Instead of hiring leaders externally, the most effective way to deal with the challenge was to develop leaders from the existing employees. And this program was a success and I hope you can also attest to that. Yes, I can. (laughs) (laughs) It became a yearly program for Mm -hmm. developing high potentials. It was even brought to our Pakistan office. Yeah. So I even flew there to talk to about facilitate. the program. Yeah, yeah. right. And uh, hold some sessions also on emotional intelligence. Emotional, yeah. I got the stats. So 56% of the participants have been promoted to leadership or to senior roles. That's amazing. Yeah. All successful organizations need a steady supply of new leaders. Right. So the onus is on the leaders, the executives to recognize potential and to take steps to develop these high potential team members. If you don't develop these people with leadership potential, if you don't nurture them, these people will leave. They can easily become leaders somewhere else. The onus is on the executives to train and nurture these high potential. It's like a leader's responsibility is not just to lead, but also create the future leaders of their organization. Correct. Uh, That's what I really loved about it because there were so many programs that empowered employees to take hold of their careers, which is, I think, if not all companies are doing that now, they should start if they don't focus on hiring the right people and retaining them. It's actually a huge chunk. You're now a Genius Certified Emotional Intelligence Practitioner. So you have a very clear path forward. Where does that come from? What's behind that? Okay, one of the first things I learned in leadership development is that leadership starts with leading yourself first. So you cannot lead others if you are unable to lead yourself. 
And emotional intelligence has always been one of my interests. Ever since I attended a discussion session on an article about EI, or emotional intelligence, and leadership, written by Daniel Goleman years ago, back in the 90s. Daniel Goleman is a grandfather of emotional intelligence. He was one mm-hmm. of the key people who popularized EI. Given my interest in EI and leadership development, it made sense to get certification on the subject so that right. I could train others on EI better. So let me talk a bit about Genos. It's a leading EI assessment and solution provider based in Australia. It has over 7,500 certified partners globally. It was recently named the 2022 Top Assessment and Evaluation Company by Training Industry Inc. So in the Philippines, uh, Genos EI training is provided by a company called Emovation, le- led by my friend Ruby Manyala. Ah, oh, there you go. Now we know who to call. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In emotional intelligence, specifically the genus definition of mm-hmm. it, there are six competencies of emotional intelligence. So two yeah. of these six competencies, self-awareness and self-management, this is the first competency that anyone who wants to be a leader should focus on first. Mm-hmm. Since, as I mentioned, you have to lead yourself first before right. you, you lead others. My purpose as a leader in a company or my why It's to help others develop themselves, especially in the area of leadership. So in the corporate world, it gives me joy to see someone grow from a fledgling new team member just learning the ropes into a strong leader who can also motivate other team members. I actually really like that. As a leader, your primary motivator is to empower others to step up and lead themselves. And I love the statistics that you gave. So that really highlights the fact that before, what was rewarded was high IQ. But now, if you really want to survive today's work environment with AI, it's not about just IQ. In order to really make it further in your career, you got to know yourself. You want somebody who is invested in your own career growth and your path forward. So I love that. And that ties perfectly into our main theme uh, for today's discussion, which is all about leading oneself through emotional intelligence. We keep talking about emotional intelligence. What is emotional intelligence? There are a number of definitions of emotional intelligence. I'll give you the genus one. So emotional intelligence is a set of skills that help us better perceive, understand, and manage emotions both in ourselves and others. So the first point to remember here is a set of skills so it can be learned. It's learnable. So there are some people who are naturally better at it, but anyone can learn it. So that's a positive. And these set of skills help us better perceive, understand, and manage emotions in ourselves and others. So we start with ourselves once again. If we are able to do that to ourselves, understand and manage our emotions in ourselves, we will be able to help others with their emotions as well. I really love that. It's a skill that you can learn. So let's talk about emotional intelligence versus critical thinking now. Is there one greater than the other? First, I'd like to dispel the myth that being emotionally intelligent means having no emotions at all, like a robot or you're just pure logic because everyone has emotions. Mm -hmm. If you're human, you have emotions. So emotions are valid. They are indicators so to perform well at work does not mean you have no emotions or you, you deny them or you mm-hmm. ignore them. Emotions impact us and those around us every day, whether we realize it or not, whether we like it or not, even in the workplace. So it's a falsehood to say emotions have no place in the workplace. Right. 
they are there. We go back to the definition. It's a matter of perceiving the emotions in mm-hmm. you and in other people, understanding them and managing them. Now, back to your question. Of course, both are important. Critical thinking and emotional intelligence, both are important to help you succeed in the corporate world and even in everyday life. Critical thinking helps us understand and analyze things better. EI helps us in communicating and influencing those around us. Put it this way, even if you have a great solution to a problem, if you can't persuade others to follow your lead and apply the solution, you will get nowhere. So you need both, definitely. Learning more about yourself also helps you so much in communicating your ideas. Because if you have great ideas, but you don't know how to communicate them with your stakeholders, it's just going to be an idea forever. So It's good to have the skills, keep thinking critically, but work on your emotional intelligence too. And it is a skill that can be learned. Is it a skill that can be unlearned? I would think you have to unlearn some misconceptions. Mm -hmm. I mentioned one earlier that you have to be emotionless in the workplace. So yes, definitely there are some ideas that you have to unlearn about emotional intelligence, as well as other things. You know, you have to unlearn a lot of things as you grow and develop yourself. So sometimes you have to unlearn something first before you learn because maybe there's something holding you back, a fallacy or a falsehood that's keeping you from developing yourself further. Going back to like how emotional intelligence also ties to how well you can communicate with others, like bosses, right? Dislike bosses and stuff like that. It does make you feel a certain way about your work and even impacts the way you think. Does it have a huge impact if we have disliked bosses or colleagues? I think that's a great way to think about how important emotional intelligence is. Mm -hmm. So think of the boss or colleague that you dislike the most during the corporate world. How did they make you feel? Uninspired, demotivated. That's definitely like a feeling you'll get. Yeah, I agree. Uninspired, demotivated, uncertain, stressed, worried. I've heard these adjectives from (laughs) when I hold my training (laughs) sessions. If you are feeling these emotions, these lead to unproductive mindsets. The popular term these days is silent quitting, you right. know, disengaged employees. One. And that's all from emotions. It's not logic that, that you dislike a boss. It's emotional. Yeah, it is. Now, on the flip side, think of your favorite boss and your favorite colleague. How did they make you feel? Excited to go to work. Mm-hmm. Definitely, that's something that's going to help you not drag your feet every day. It makes everything lighter. Yeah. You're right, yeah. I like that emotional word, excited. You're excited mm-hmm. to go to work because of this boss, because of this mm-hmm. colleague. You feel valued. Yep. You feel informed. You have a purpose. If you feel this way when you are at work, it leads to engagement. It leads to creative ideas. You feel you, you can express yourself. You feel comfortable brainstorming and voicing out your ideas, your yep. opinions. And this is the kicker. It made you want to go the extra mile. So if this favorite boss asks you to do something extra, you would gladly do it. So that's proof that emotional intelligence, especially in our leaders and our bosses, is very important because it correlates to productivity and engagement in employees. It really impacts the people who are following that leader. Honestly, I think the future is here with AI technology. It's crazy. I can't even digest majority of the things that I'm reading right now in the realm of AI, but... In this age, why do we still need emotional intelligence? The majority of the things that are running the show would be centered around AI and automation. 
What did you still study? Get a certification. Why do you think it's still important? That's a good point regarding AI. So we're moving to an AI future. Mm-hmm. In fact, I've been reading some articles about AI-generated art, which causes yes, controversy. So you know, AI can even create art. So we're moving there. We're moving to a world where AI is becoming more. Prominent. So your question is why is emotional intelligence mm-hmm. still important? An article from the Harvard Business Review said skills like persuasion, social understanding, and empathy are going to become differentiators as AI and machine learning take over other tasks. And the second is a quote from a study by Capgemini Research Institute. Their study found that 83% of organizations said a highly emotionally intelligent workforce will be a prerequisite in the years to come. You mentioned that it is a skill that can be learned. What are the steps to increasing one's emotional intelligence? I won't give a procedure or steps on on improving emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. I'll give some tips and some pointers and a general direction for people who want to improve their EI. So as we mentioned in the definition, it's perceiving, understanding, and managing emotions Mm -hmm. in yourself first. So Mm -hmm. we start with that. EI is all about understanding and managing emotions first in yourself before others. So the first step to improving your emotional intelligence is perceiving your emotions. So how do you practice perceiving your emotions? There are some people who go through their day and all of these emotions, they feel all of these different emotions. And at the end of the day, you ask them, how did your day go? Mm -hmm. They give a one-word answer, right? Yeah, yeah. It was good or it was bad. Uh The first step is actually perceiving these emotions as you experience them throughout the day. So one step or method would be to keep a journal. So you just keep a diary, a journal can be a notebook could mm-hmm. be on your laptop but just at the end of each day or even twice a day maybe during your lunch break make a list of the things important things that happened and how you felt about them and that's mm. it and your reflections on it that's a good first step that, to, towards that act of just writing yes. is very helpful Mm -hmm. So this will also help you expand your emotional vocabulary and understand the intensity of your emotions. So it's not enough to just say, okay, I was angry at this person. I was sad because this happened. Try to understand the intensity of your emotion. So were you angry? Were you upset? Were you frustrated? Or were you just annoyed? So these are different intensities, right? Because sometimes when we remember, oh, I was angry at this person, when in fact you were just annoyed. Uh But when you think about it, yeah, I was angry. So, you know, because... Causes you to become more angry, to become (laughs) angrier because your vocabulary is I'm angry. Yeah. And this is what I do when I'm angry. But when you analyze it, when you take a step back, okay, I was just annoyed. So it's not really a big deal. I I was just tired that day. That's why I found him annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Just really go to the root feeling that you have and realize that you're not actually angry at somebody. Mm. You you were not okay that day. Or let's take sadness. Were you disappointed with something? Were you just feeling pessimistic or were you dismayed? So you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm, yeah. th- these are different levels. Very different, yeah. Very different. So if you're just disappointed in a person, you take a step back and you think about, okay, maybe I was just disappointed. So maybe tomorrow this won't happen or I'll take steps to improve the situation, right? Instead mm-hmm. of feeling, you know, I'm sad. I can't do anything about it. I'll just lock myself in my room. <laughs> 
I thought of a scenario in the office, right? One of the tips that they mentioned, if you're angry or emotional and you have to write an email, mm. uh, you received an email that made you angry and yeah, you want to yeah. respond, you can write it down because yeah. that's part of it. Right? Yeah. It's like the journal. You write it down, but you don't send it. Yeah. You just let it simmer and then you try to figure yeah. out why you felt that way. Yeah. Maybe you just didn't get your coffee for the day just yet. And then suddenly you get an email that wasn't actually so bad. Speaking about that email mm-hmm. technique, there's actually a technique for processing and managing your emotions. It's called the six-second rule. Uh-huh. So when you're feeling strong emotions, before you react, you just count six seconds and you take deep breaths per second. This gives your logical brain time to process what is happening. It uh-huh. allows you to take a step back. Okay, I'm feeling angry. Why am I feeling angry? Because I feel this person disrespected me. Uh-huh. But is that really what happened? Maybe it's right. just, you know. So you're processing it. At the end of the six seconds, you will be much better at perceiving your emotion and understanding what is happening and making a better decision on what yeah, to do right. rather than if you just react if you didn't count down the six seconds you will just react angrily and right. I don't know how you react but <laughs> you know, maybe shout at the person or some people leave the room or right right so simple six seconds just take deep breaths it will help you process the mm-hmm. emotion that's happening so in the brain there's an emotional part It's the part that takes over when you feel something is stressful or dangerous. Uh There's a term for it called amygdala hijack. Uh So we won't go into the technical details, but (laughs) the six-second rule helps with that. It It helps prevent the hijack of the emotional brain and allows our logical brain to process and in turn we will make better decisions. That's a good one. When I watch movies, series or anything like that, I would always find myself commenting, if you guys only just talked about it, then the entire season wouldn't even happen, you know? And now that I think of it, whenever there's conflict in any of these shows, they don't take the six second pause. They just react and then we have the entire season. We'd have very boring movies yes. if everyone followed the six seconds. But that does not say about our stories. We need to learn more about emotional intelligence. Yeah. All right. Okay, that's, that's a good one. Do you have any other tips for those who want to improve their emotional intelligence skill? Since we're in a podcast specifically for leaders, I want them to know or to realize emotions are contagious. Yeah. So emotions actually leak and affect the atmosphere of a room. So if you are a leader, you should be aware of this and avoid mirroring negative emotions. I think all of us have been there like we're in a meeting or with a group of people. Then there's one person who's really emotional and really vocal about it. And then the rest of the people in the room follow her lead or his lead. One person is angry and then the other people suddenly start feeling, okay, I'm also upset. So if you're a leader, understand that. Don't mirror the negative emotions. So if someone is angry, don't also become angry. Uh And in fact, as a leader, you should project positive emotions so that others can be influenced rather than the other way around. There's a person in the room who's angry. If you keep projecting calmness, Uh relaxed, positivity, the others will follow your lead since you're the leader in the room. Maybe you're the manager or maybe you're the senior person. Or even if you're none of these, even if you're just a team member, if you keep a positive aura, others will start also being influenced by you. So if you're a leader, you should definitely be aware of this. As we're wrapping up today's episode, do you have any final thoughts about leading oneself on emotional intelligence? 
I'd like to end with a quote from Maya Angelou. This is a very applicable and very memorable quote. Her quote is, I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did. But people will never forget how you made them feel. So it's a great quote. It is. And it speaks to the importance of emotional intelligence. Even years down the line, we still remember, you know, our favorite boss. Oh, this That's boss right. is great. Even yeah. if we don't remember specifically what they did or what they said to us, right. we remember how they made us feel. This applies not only with our bosses, but even, you know, with our family, with our friends. Yeah. For those parents out there, if you make your child feel loved and protected, they'll remember that. Even when they're 50 years old and you're 80 or something, right. they'll remember that for their whole life. Even if they don't remember even the activities you did, the exact words that you said, but how you made them feel, they'll always remember that. That is a great one. When you work on yourself, manage how you feel, it improves how you make others feel too. That's a really deep one. Thank you for the advice too for the parents. That's so true. Last question for me. What do the leaders of the future look like? I think that's a great question. So we're in an age of change. All of these things happening, remote work, AI, lots of upheavals, lots of changes. So I think the leaders of the future need to be able to adjust to these changes quickly. Change is here to stay and it's accelerating. So leaders need to be agile and able to adapt to these changes. That's one. Second is leaders need to be able to, as you mentioned, unlearn Mm -hmm. and learn quickly. Because all of these changes and all of these new technologies happening. And then the third one relates to EI. The leaders of the future need to be able to influence others. Right. Because that's the one thing that AI and machine learning cannot do. It cannot understand others. It cannot understand the emotions of others. And that's where we as humans need to excel. We need to excel in the human side of work because the AI or the machine part of work is taking over a lot of things. So we need to focus more on the human side. And emotional intelligence is a big part of the human side of work. That's fantastic. Thank you so much, Rocky, for joining us on the podcast today and for sharing your wisdom with us. Do you have anything else, other initiatives that you'd like our audiences to be aware of or would like to check out? I'm certified with Gina, so I'm happy to talk about emotional intelligence. Feel free to add me on LinkedIn, Rocky Chodoro, and we can talk about EI and all of these training and initiatives. I'm happy also to do these for organizations. I've even held business writing workshops for colleges like UP, UST. So yeah, feel free to add me on LinkedIn. We can chat there if you're interested in talking about any of these initiatives that I've been doing. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Rocky, for joining us today. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the podcast. Thanks for listening to this episode of Leader Unlocked. We hope that you found the insights and experiences shared by our guest to be valuable and inspiring. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe to our show and leave a review to help us spread the word. You can also follow us on our social media channels to stay up to date on upcoming episodes and join the conversation. This is Leader Unlocked, signing off.